In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We find in today's Gospel a great figure of the season of Advent, St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist is so linked to the season of Advent because of his mission on earth. He is called the precursor. He prepares the Jews for Christ. As our blessed Lord reminds us in today's gospel, he is more than a mere prophet. He pointed the way directly to Christ. He sent his disciples directly to the Savior. He was the one who paved the way for the Jews to recognize Christ as the Messiah. We know that St. John the Baptist was a relative of Christ. Elizabeth, the precursor's mother who was a cousin of our Blessed Mother. It was during that encounter of these two holy women that St. John the Baptist was sanctified and that same visitation, which was the occasion for Our Lady's most blessed canticle, her Magnificat. Today, still being the Novena, we focus on the second half of Mary's great canticle. In the Magnificat, our Blessed Mother says... He hath showed might in his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. The Magnificat firstly concerns our Blessed Mother. She is the humble one. She is the hungry one. We see in today's Advent's Gospel, the one who prepared for Christ, St. John the Baptist, is also another great model for us to imitate. Let us focus now our attention to the figure of St. John the Baptist. Who is St. John the Baptist? The Lord, if you will, explains who he is not in today's Gospel when he preaches to the Jews, saying, What went you out to see in the desert, a reed shaken in the wind. But what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Behold, they that are clothed in soft garments are in the houses of kings. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yea, I tell you, and more than a prophet. Those who live in soft garments, alludes our Lord, are those who live in the houses of kings. Our Lord here is trying to reiterate, they don't go out, for they have their fill. They have everything they want, or so they think they have everything they want, everything they need. For they have filled themselves up with earthly goods, with earthly treasures, or even worse, with their own selves. God will truly fill the hungry, Those who hunger spiritually. It is not the fact that someone is rich that God sends them away empty. Rather, the fact that that person has put all his trust, his love, his desire into his own money, his own power, rather than God. The verse of the Magnificat, He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty is in reference to its preceding verse. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. 
Those who are hungry are those who have truly emptied themselves. Those who have humbled themselves. God will never bless the prideful. Those who are called mighty are men who not only have power, but they think that the possession of power is an end-all and a be-all of existence here below. Mary shows that this is a passing thing at which they grasp. What is the role, then, of St. John the Baptist? He points to another. We see that already in today's Gospel. But in other Gospels, as in Mark, he says, There cometh one after me who mightier than I, the latcheth on whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and to loose. And in addition, in the Gospel of John, words which we must reiterate often to ourselves. St. John the Baptist said, He must increase, speaking of Christ, and I must decrease. Today, today's gospel, we discover St. John the Baptist in prison. What does St. John the Baptist do in light of his predicament, his situation? He doesn't fight his unjust arrest and unjust imprisonment. He stood for the truth in living up to it. He humbly accepts the fate which God has sent him. His death was a result of someone invested with great power who used it wrongly in order to condemn a just man. To condemn a just man in order to, if you will, justify his sinful life. At the end, though, it is St. John the Baptist who is exalted and Herod who is taken from his seat. Even already on the natural level, Herod, in the year 39, was taken from his seat by another Herod and exiled into the country of France. As we turn now to that other figure of this Advent season and this figure of the Novena, our Blessed Mother. Our Blessed Mother did the exact same thing as St. John. She was blessed because of her humility. She lived her whole life humbly. If there was anyone on this earth who could boast, that would be Mary. All the graces, all the great things she was given to God, she nonetheless kept it to herself. She was far superior in holiness to any of the disciples, any of the apostles, yet she humbly did what she was to do. As we see, this second half of the Magnificat draws to light the importance of humility and how God blesses the humble and the lowly ones and leaves those who are prideful to their own demise. We hear so much about the virtue of humility, but what does it mean to truly be humble? We see these two great examples in the liturgical season, St. John the Baptist and our Blessed Mother. We see them and we see two great dispositions which they had within their souls. These two traits were the mark of their humility. Those being that constant disposition of their unworthiness and their constant disposition to give themselves over to God. When we have a great gift or a great grace, whatever it may be that God has given us, do we like the Blessed Virgin Give all credit due to God? 
Or do we keep some for ourselves? Pride can rear its ugly head in so many different ways. It does not necessarily mean that we puff up ourselves in front of others. Pride does not have to be blatant. It doesn't have to be the I will not serve of Satan. It can be that disposition within us which always wants to find the faults in others and criticize others so somehow we can look better. We're always making excuses for ourselves. Certainly, there are times when we have excuses, but if we always make those excuses for ourselves, it's that pride which blinds us. We can never truly grow, for we never see where we are fallen. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and exalted the humble. These words are repeated daily in the church's office of Vesper during the Magnificat. Every day the Magnificat is said. Every day the church repeats this great canticle. The lives of our Blessed Mother and St. John the Baptist should be a constant source of meditation for us, especially with regards to their humility. That self-love, pride, will always be an enemy which we fight. Let us then humble ourselves each and every day. Let us not be content, if, if you will, with gaining victory over our pride, for we always will need to fight against it. And if we humble ourselves daily, in the different ways which we can do it, we then can be those who can be exalted and be filled with the good things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We find in today's Gospel a great figure of the season of Advent, St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist is so linked to the season of Advent because of his mission on earth. He is called the Precursor. He prepares the Jews for Christ. As our blessed Lord reminds us in today's gospel, he is more than a mere prophet. He pointed the way directly to Christ. He sent his disciples directly to the Savior. He was the one who paved the way for the Jews to recognize Christ as the Messiah. We know that St. John the Baptist was a relative of Christ, Elizabeth, the precursor's mother, who was a cousin of our Blessed Mother. It was during that encounter of these two holy women that St. John the Baptist was sanctified, and that same visitation, which was the occasion for Our Lady's most blessed canticle, her Magnificat. Today, still being the novena, we focus on the second half of Mary's great canticle. In the Magnificat, our Blessed Mother says, He hath showed might in his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. The Magnificat First, it concerns our Blessed Mother. She is the humble one. She is the hungry one. We see in today's Advent's Gospel, the one who prepared for Christ, St. John the Baptist, is also another great model for us to imitate. 
Let us focus now our attention to the figure of St. John the Baptist. Who is St. John the Baptist? The Lord, if you will, explains who he is not in today's gospel when he preaches to the Jews, saying, What went you out to see in the desert? A reed shaken in the wind. But what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Behold, they that are clothed in soft garments are in the houses of kings. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yea, I tell you, and more than a prophet. Those who live in soft garments, alludes our Lord, are those who live in the houses of kings. Our Lord here is trying to reiterate, they don't go out, for they have their fill. They have everything they want, or so they think they have everything they want, everything they need. For they have filled themselves up with earthly goods, with earthly treasures, or even worse, with their own selves. God will truly fill the hungry, those who hunger spiritually. It is not the fact that someone is rich that God sends them away empty. Rather, the fact that that person has put all his trust, his love, his desire into his own money, his own power, rather than God. The verse of the Magnificat He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty, is in reference to its preceding verse. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. Those who are hungry are those who have truly emptied themselves, those who have humbled themselves. God will never bless the prideful. Those who are called mighty are men who not only have power, but they think that the possession of power is an end-all and a be-all of existence here below. Mary shows that this is a passing thing at which they grasp. What is the role, then, of St. John the Baptist? He points to another. We see that already in today's Gospel. But in other Gospels, as in Mark He says, There cometh one after me who mightier than I, the latcheth on whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and to loose. And in addition, in the Gospel of John, words which we must reiterate often to ourselves, St. John the Baptist said, He must increase, speaking of Christ, and I must decrease. Today, Today's Gospel, we discover St. John the Baptist in prison. What does St. John the Baptist do in light of his predicament, his situation? He doesn't fight his unjust arrest and unjust imprisonment. He stood for the truth in living up to it. He humbly accepts the fate which God has sent him. His death was a result of someone invested with great power who used it wrongly in order to condemn a just man. To condemn a just man in order to, if you will, justify his sinful life. At the end, though, it is St. John the Baptist who is exalted, and Herod who is taken from his seat. Even already on the natural level, Herod, in the year 39, was taken from his seat by another Herod, 
and it exiled into the country of France. As we turn now to that other figure of this Advent season and this figure of the Novena, our Blessed Mother. Our Blessed Mother did the exact same thing as St. John. She was blessed because of her humility. She lived her whole life humbly. If there was anyone on this earth who could boast, that would be Mary. All the graces, all the great things she was given to God, she kept it to herself. She was far superior in holiness to any of the disciples, any of the apostles, yet she humbly did what she was to do. As we see, this second half of the Magnificat draws to light the importance of humility and how God blesses the humble and the lowly ones and leaves those who are prideful to their own demise. We hear so much about the virtue of humility, but what does it mean to truly be humble? We see these two great examples in the liturgical season, St. John the Baptist and our Blessed Mother. We see them and we see two great dispositions which they had within their souls. These two traits were the mark of their humility. Those being that constant disposition of their unworthiness and their constant disposition to give themselves over to God. When we have a great gift or a great grace, whatever it may be that God has given us, do we, like the Blessed Virgin, give all credit due to God, or do we keep some for ourselves? Pride can rear its ugly head in so many different ways. It does not necessarily mean that we puff up ourselves in front of others. Pride does not have to be blatant. It doesn't have to be the I will not serve of Satan. It can be that disposition within us which always wants to find the faults in others and criticize others so somehow we can look better. We're always making excuses for ourselves. Certainly, there are times when we have excuses, but if we always make those excuses for ourselves, it's that pride which blinds us. We can never truly grow, for we never see where we are fallen. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and exalted the humble. These words are repeated daily in the church's office of Vesper during the Magnificat. Every day the Magnificat is said. Every day the church repeats this great canticle. The lives of our Blessed Mother and St. John the Baptist should be a constant source of meditation for us, especially with regards to their humility. That self-love, pride, will always be an enemy which we fight. Let us then humble ourselves each and every day. Let us not be content, if, if you will, with gaining victory over our pride, for we always will need to fight against it. And if we humble ourselves daily, in the different ways which we can do it, we then can be those who can be exalted and be filled with the good things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.